Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Always my favorite part of the week to say welcome, Aww. Wendy Nola. Thanks I just for love this slot. <laughs> really <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, we are, as I mentioned earlier, going to revisit uh, topics we've tackled before numerous times, I'm yes. afraid, around telecom and the post office, uh, including a report back on our own little bit of investigative work, yes. which hasn't gone so well. Not, sadly but, uh, not. More on that in a minute. Uh, just a reminder, after 1.30, we'll go to Open Line, where you're welcome to call in on any other consumer query as well. So the number to dial 021. 1446 send an SMS to 31567 or a WhatsApp to 0725671567. Over to you, Wendy, for the SOE sob story. Well, well put. Yes, sadly, it is a bit of a sob story. It's really difficult not to despair at the state of some of our, uh, or most of our state-owned enterprises, Eskom being the one which is the biggest threat to our economy, and the load shedding's just miraculously stopped. Thank goodness. But the two yeah. which have consumers turning to me for help most and in very large numbers are telecom and the post office particularly telecom so you know the the functions of both have been taken over by technology to a large extent most of us do the bulk of our business and virtually all of our uh, personal correspondence via email and increasing numbers of people are realizing that they can do without their landlines and get by with their cell phones alone so listen to these numbers in 2000 telecom's fixed line business was at its peak with 5.4 million fixed line subscribers and that number had dropped to 2.6 million by last year so that's your business has more than halved in the last 18 years yeah yeah so that's unfixed obviously they've got other elements sure to their business so yeah but unfixed line um and i mean i'm one of those people yeah Um, me too i've given up my fixed lines yeah well i had two i gave up one and i'm fast getting to the point when that other one is going to be given up because half of it is adsl and of course not everyone's moving to fiber so that's also knocked telecom a lot um so yeah a lot, many people have just cancelled or tried to cancel. That's the point. Tried to be the ADSL word, yes. to get onto fiber, um, and and the cancellation problem continues. In December of 27, Telcom launched its online cancellation service, but you could still cancel via email, and we did a show on this sometime yes. last year. Now you can only cancel online, whether you want to cancel a landline or Telcom Mobile even, or your ADSL contract, whatever it is you want to get out of. Um, You've got to go through that online. And and scores of South Africans are complaining on every platform available that that's just not happening. Obviously, there must be some cancellations happening. But for many, it just seems to be a Hotel California thing. You can send your cancellation, (laughs) but you can never leave. (laughs) (laughs) Classic quote. I mean, let's just remind everybody how it is supposed to work, Wendy. So you're supposed to go to MyTelcom. You select accounts. You select the relevant service or account that you want to cancel. And then you select... Cancel applicable services, and then you should get a immediately get a reference number, which provides um, Telcom all its channels with what they call internal visibility, so they can see who you are and what you want to cancel when you phone in, mm-hmm. and they can look up your case on this on the system without you having to you know start your story all over again. That's the theory, but um, <laughs> I did this exercise last night. I I wanted to see what Telcom, you know, is saying is how you must do it because I'm talking to the media office and they are, they're nowhere. very yeah. selective in what they respond to. So you can say, please, 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 please. And you just, it's as if you don't exist. So that's the media office. And you imagine everyone else. So anyway, yeah. I went into my Google search in- engine and I put in how to cancel. And then you look at all the options that come up, which people obviously have oh, been Googling, for, yes. searching the most. 
and it starts in this order, and I was surprised by number one, Netflix, then DSTV, <laughs> then Telcom, then Telcom Line, and then Apple Music Account. Because, you know, you, you have that trial period, and then it clicks over, and people are like, mm, oh, I don't actually want, no, you know, I don't want to pay for this. this. Yeah. So it was very re- revealing to me, indeed. It was obviously that's a South African So result. two of the top five are Telcom. Telcom yeah. yeah. Um, so Telcom says, and they, they say this is some of the reason for people saying it hasn't happened yet. They say you have to give the company 30 days notice to process the cancellation that you've sent through to them. So, for example, if you cancelled um, on the 12th of March, the order is processed and the line cancelled on the 12th of April, and then you'll get your final bill in May. So because you cancelled in March and you get a bill in May, doesn't it mean… It feels like a long… It doesn't yeah. mean that it's not cancelled. It's just so they, they they are building that in, and I would probably… I'd be, it'd be fair to say that some people perhaps have a misunderstanding around the timing of it. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, th- I think that was our experience that we, it, it was a, a period of two to maximum three months mm. to to from the date we said that's it, we're moving to fiber, we're cancelling the ADSL to receiving that final account. It was about two to three months. Okay. Yeah, I actually also, funnily enough, had a fairly good experience yeah. when I cancelled the landline, but for but, many. The complaints um, are still pouring the in. The complaints yeah. say otherwise, yeah. And just a reminder, last year we were talking about this. The issue is not just that the cancellations aren't being pro- processed, but that if you thought you'd cancelled, they haven't enacted it. They're then handing people over for and credit blast- for payments. Blast- yeah. And that's very serious. You can't get new credit. And if you apply for a job the, and, you're, and you're blacklisted, if you... Um, have an insurance claim, and you and you've got an, yeah, all an, kinds an of ramifications. Yeah, huge ramifications. So, just to know if you are blacklisted unfairly, if you you can prove that you you cancelled, um, you should hold you should contest it, lodge a complaint with your um, with the credit bureau concerned, and um, uh, send them proof of cancellation. And I'm I'm sure that they are well aware of the problem by now. Yeah, absolutely. The case study we want to share with you today, though, has got an alarming sort of twist in this yes. tale uh, and a cautionary note for everyone to learn from. T- just uh, before we say hello to, to the complainant, just tell us a bit of the background, Wendy. Okay, so she's Carmen Liebenberg, and um, she cancelled her telecom Land, land, land. Last June, before relocating from Cape Town to Durban, did the opposite of me. Okay, um, and the account remained active. So she eventually thought, well, since I can't cancel it, I'll tell, I'll get Telcom to transfer the line to the new Durban address, and that was connected. Um, so she thought that was the end of the problem. But three days after it was connected, it went down, never to function again. Just so she got line. three days of a new line, and that's <laughs> it. Okay. So wow. by the end of September, after not having had the line operational. At all, she cancelled again, and uh, she was told again that the cancellation was successful. But last month, so this is quite a few months on now, that would be four months later, she discovered that Telcom had continued to charge her, even though she hadn't actually received a bill since June of 2018. And they had suspended the line as a result, handed her over, and as a result of that, her credit score was very low, which is... As we yeah. said, problematic. But here's when the st- where the story gets really alarming. In a desperate attempt to resolve the problem, Carmen began emailing Telcom and engaging with their social media special, special forces team, as they call themselves, <laughs> via their Facebook page. So she finally got a pop-up from a, a so-called Telcom agent calling herself Susan Boerter, saying she'd been assigned her job card, and she requested that they move the conversation over to WhatsApp. Okay, now let's bring Carmen in to tell us what happened next. Carmen Liebenberg on the line. Thank you so much for being prepared to share your story with us, Carmen. Good afternoon. Hi there. Tell me, when you got that request to let's move this conversation onto WhatsApp, did it send up any red flags for you? Did it seem like an unusual request? It definitely did. Um, I mean, at first I thought, 
do I actually engage here? And I think I did actually ask at some point, can I please have some evidence that you're a telecom agent? And they, they sort of, they, they stayed quite professional, but I was so desperate for any kind of lifeline in the situation that I kind of went with it stupidly. But, you know, every time it kind of hooked me back in because it was being resolved and they could give me verified details that were on the system, supposedly, which seemed legit to me. Yeah. But I think the the real problem is that I was just so desperate to have some resolution that I I did go with it. Um, and you fell for it because it turns out that wasn't a telecom agent. It was a fraudster. <clears throat> yes, it was a fraudster. And, and once I'd realized that it was too late, they did have copies of, of things. And actually, I'm dealing with debit orders that are going off my account now and you know I've alerted whoever I can to uh, you know my banking and all of those people uh, just reporting the fact that I had been scammed but afterwards I've sort of kept an eye on the Facebook page of Telcom and there are loads of other people having you know who've complained about the same thing also Susan Buerta I don't sure. know if it maybe comes up as a different name from time to time. Um, so, so just to, just yeah, to be clear, Carmen, so this so-called Susan Boerta pretending to be a legitimate telecom helpline person is asking for ID documents, is asking for bank statements, is asking for things that have got yes, your personal details on them, supposedly to help get your problems sorted out, and but actually, actually to take them and, and steal them and use them nefariously. And there's exactly, a yeah. willing, a, a huge and willing pool of desperate people like Carmen who are going to fall for it and who have fought, fallen for it. I must just say something I didn't tell you off air, Carmen, and I must say this now and for the benefit of everybody else that this could happen to in other circumstances. Once you know that you're the victim of ID fraud, which seems to be the case in your case, you must get hold of the South African Fraud Prevention Service and um, tell them this reported and then apply for protective registration, which means that when you, if someone tries to apply for an account or any form of credit in your name, a red flag comes up and um, um, the credit provider, the, the, the company, then requires another form of ID to prove that it's you. And it means when, when it is the real you, you have to show your passport or your driver's license or something like that. Okay. But it is a huge um, protection. So very important that you possible, do that. Would it be possible to share those <clears throat> the details for yes. so um, is it the Because I did go to the police station and they said, well, a crime hasn't been committed, so we can't help you. I mean, I was completely desperate. You just need an affidavit, Carmen, and then you 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 send it through to um, you send it through to uh, the South African Fraud Prevention Service. The only catch is they want some kind of confirmation from the credit provider and telecom. Well, <laughs> maybe let you know, I'm dealing with of, another yeah. case like that, but they can certainly do something for you because. You are now completely vulnerable. So, Carmen, the Fraud Prevention Service, it's a very simple website. It's SAFPS for mm-hmm. South African Fraud Prevention Service, safps.org.za. They've also got a helpline whose phone number is 0860 uh, So definitely follow up on those. And, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carmen, it's it's one thing to alert everybody to the scam, but as you said in your, your correspondence with us, if Telcom was doing its bit to offer decent service delivery and not letting customers hang out there in increasing desperation, this gap wouldn't exist for, for the criminals to exploit. Yeah. I mean, the, the stories that are just plain to see on the Facebook page are so frightening. People who have 
you know, moved their lives and then applied for a bond and not been able to get a bond. And as a result, like their lives falling apart. It's just so it's, it's unbelievable that they continue to get away with this. You know, there's no one to escalate anything to. There's no one to talk to. No one, you know, there's just never a follow up. Um, and what I also found quite alarming was that after screaming from the rooftops on their Facebook page that this scam had happened to me, before even responding to me or, or acknowledging that I'd sent it, the next thing, friends of mine saw um, the scam alert on their page with a, just a screenshot of my own phone. Oh, my goodness, of, that's news <laughs> You know, yeah. like alerting their customers to the thing. And I also would have thought that they would have changed their their tagline saying that it's a social media special forces unit <laughs> when, when that is what the, the scamsters are sort of tagging them, themselves as. As part you of couldn't it. actually yeah. make it up. Yeah, you really? really couldn't. Wendy, I know you tried to reach out to Telcom and, and engage with them about Carmen's experience. Did you have any luck? <laughs> Short answer is no. I've I've sent two, if not three, follow ups. In fact, definitely, um, yeah, a few, um, saying you know uh, this is an issue as we've described. We've got um, fraudsters taking advantage of the desperation of a wannabe ex telcom account holders, um, and also saying you know after actually confirming someone did come through to to Carmen while she was interacting with the fraudster, saying. Um, don't continue. This is a scam. We don't um, do WhatsApp, and that is not a telecom number. But then it ended, and they still didn't Follow deal up, with, yes, the issue. with the issue. Yeah. yeah. So I've said, can you? You know, she's sitting with this with this problem with, um, you know, you're saying she owes money, which she doesn't because she cancelled. Tried to cancel. Yeah. And she has no service anyway, and she's blacklisted. So. Um, I haven't had a response to that one. I've had a response to a couple of other things I've sent through, but they pick and choose the ones they want to respond to. Um, however, it does appear on the upside that they did act on the query at least because Carmen has been t- contacted. She's received a paid-up letter and been told that the blacklisting has been removed, although she hasn't, when I spoke to her earlier, she hadn't um, checked on that yet. Carmen, have um, you had a chance to follow up? I haven't checked yet. I actually, you know, I'm just, I'm filled with dread. Thinking oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not done. I'm not quite sure what I'll do. And I need to, like, actually live my life. Yeah, <laughs> you let no, me I mean, know, please, uh, Carmen. And, and I'll certainly, I'm determined to follow this one To through. fight this one to the bitter yes, end. Carmen, yes. thanks. And I really, look, I hope that you go online this afternoon, check and find that it's all resolved and you never, ever again have to deal with them. Thank you for being prepared to share your story with us so that everybody else can be alerted uh, to what's going on. So the WhatsAppers are basically preying on the desperation of, yep. of the account holders who are trying to get out. And it's just, I mean, it's a complete lack of accountability on Telcom's part, Wendy. Absolutely. Um, you know, as I said, they don't uh, completely ignore me. Um, there's one address that we in the media can can reach out to. Reach out yes. to them. I've had different contacts over the years, but that's the current situation. And um, as I say, they'll, they'll come through and and give a fulsome response on some things and others you just it's just like sending it into a void so i don't like doing issues where you don't have the response um of the person well they never want to remember last time they never want to come on air yeah but um i think they <laughs> frightened of what the calls cause yes. because our phones would ring off the hook completely uh, but you do you do sometimes get a written response sadly 
Um, not in this case. Well, a WhatsApp saying the scam can so easily be done with telecom because they refuse to help you deal with issues in store. They force you That's to the use thing. the call center. Yes. Why do they even have stores then, asks the WhatsApper. For them to sell things sell to you. Sell stuff, exactly. It's <laughs> not you to cannot, help you. Yeah. You cannot cancel via a store, and I get an email around that about that every second day. Okay. Now, we're going to move to the post office after the news headlines. Uh, just to flag for you, well, somebody else WhatsApping to say telecom should be banned from blacklisting clients. Um, Steph SMSing to say we cancelled our ADSL in January 2018 and are still paying for it. Oh, so that's no. more than a year later. Steph, I don't know if you want to send an email to us Please so that Wendy you. can follow that's up a, on that that's one. That's a serious I one. I mean, that's more than a year. That's just mm. un- unacceptable on any standard. So, Steph, send an email to me on pippah at capetalk.co.za and I'll gladly forward it. Or you can contact Wendy directly on consumer at, at nola.co.za. Nola. <laughs> I had a moment there of going, how do I spell your name again? <laughs> K-N-O-W-L-E-R, consumer at nola.co.za. And just put Cape Talk telecom cancellation in the subject line so she knows to look out for it. Um, it's depressing how many messages are saying the same thing. It's yeah. been three months. It's been six months. It's been nine months. It's unbelievable it just, and totally unacceptable. It is completely. Okay. And I'm afraid we're going to move on to a not much better showing from the post office as well. Uh, having sent our flurry of letters out into the world, the strike rate was low to say the least. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. You can call us now on 21 Oh, five, six, seven. Right. So just to wrap on, well, take two questions on the, or comments on telecom. Wendy, somebody's saying, could we not preempt this that when people cancel their account at telecom, they could put a stop on all debit orders at the same time? What? The consumers? Yeah. They That's, can't, can no, they? No, it has to come from the company. Otherwise that would be open to abuse because you could just, you know, willy nilly cancel the bank. debit order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It needs to be a proper dispute and, and, and whatever. So you couldn't then dispute it at the time you cancel because there's nothing to dispute. To dispute then, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then interesting comment on the WhatsApp from Zuki who says, Telcom is seen as such a success story in business circles. What does Sipo Maseko have to say about the shocking way in which their customers are treated? My instinctive response is, are they seen as such a success story in business circles? I'd be really interested to hear from people in if business. there are any business people listening who, who would agree with that, what, that. What about them makes them a success compared to, you know, because certainly the customer end user providers. is not experiencing it that way. Yes. Maybe there is, you know, maybe telecom business does things brilliantly. They, that so many aspects to their business. Yeah, it's, so many it divisions. is a bit of a hydra-like mm. organization, isn't it? Mm. But that's really interesting comment, Suki. Thank you for for the WhatsApp. Uh, David emailing to say I cancelled a telephone and fax line in May 2017. No. 2017 and have not yet been disconnected. Each month I retry, but no luck. David, I'll forward yours to Wendy as well. Mm, I I wonder if David had to go with the what special social media special forces forces response (laughs) telecom a team not not. (laughs) right okay we did say we wanted to move on from uh to to the post office as well because sadly telecom is not the only organization getting away with this utter failure of service delivery no so yeah exactly post office service delivery fails continue there are pockets of excellence and i'm talk about these issues on on social media a lot on on twitter specifically and people come through and say well i've noticed um somebody in in johannesburg said well i've i've noticed that i'm getting a lot more posts lately and it seems to be back to normal and others (laughs) say absolute rubbish i haven't got this i haven't got that um 
So it's very inconsistent at best. Uh, keep getting complaints about a lack of stamps at certain post offices all over the country. When I take it up with the post office media people, they say there isn't a shortage um, at all and, 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 and try and rectify the problem. Um, but when I went to the Mill Street post office in Gardens earlier this month to buy stamps for our little exercise, yes. ironically, they didn't have any. <laughs> And they had run out. They said they did, we did have, but we sold out. And so they printed, they said, you must come in and they'll f- sort of frank them. And I said, but I want to post at the post office outside here, here so they don't yes. have to come in. And they said, um, they printed out these little white label sort of things, sticky things that, um, said, you know, Mill Street and the amount. And then I stuck them on. So as they were a, like a temporary stamp. Like a, like a, <laughs> yeah, like a make do. Um, so How that's bizarre. interesting what some of the branches are actually doing, which is quite sad because stamps, I mean, a country I mean, stamps it's a are basic, basic huge, huge. function like of your, your flag. Business. Like your, yeah, you, know, you can't not well. have a stamp. Anyway, um, so this is what's supposed to happen. The South African Post Office's license conditions, which are set by ICASA, say that it must deliver 92% of all ordinary mail that's within our borders within five days. Spoos Gaba, the general manager of operations at the post office, told me this week that domestic items are now delivered within standard. And that is, to elaborate, across town, day two not counting the day of posting. So in other words, by day three from the day you post it, um, you so should get, if you post, if I posted a letter from that gardens post office, it should have reached somewhere else in Cape Town, Constantia, say, um, by, um, you post on a Monday, Monday it should be there should be by there, Wednesday. By, by, yeah. no, by? yes, by Wednesday. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So if you post today, it should be there by Friday. Okay. Right. Okay. So rural areas one day after that, an extra day. Posting between mail centers, centers, for example, between Cape Town and Durban, day four, not counting day of posting. So you've got to post another Monday, two get days. There by Friday. Yeah. Okay. So in the same week. Rural areas one day later. Okay, so Wendy and I have been putting this to the test, and the only way to do that was to put things in the post and send them and see where they got. We've been writing letters aplenty this month. Uh, right, Wendy, you sent okay. uh, several for us. I I posted uh, six letters on Sunday the 16th to go with very first mail on, on Monday. On Monday so morning, I would count yeah? that as day one. Okay. Um, in standard size envelopes with those little makeshift stamps I was given. I posted letters to Boxburg, Durban, Somerset, Somerset West, Blegari and Joburg, and Brooklyn and Pretoria. Okay, then I sent one to Neisner just to test a slightly more out-of-the-way area. I know mine hasn't arrived yet, and I sent it that Friday the 14th. So it's now the 27th. Uh, allowing for weekdays. We're on about day nine or ten. Yeah. No sign of it yet on mine. Nothing. So Did any of yours get there? One out of the six. Oh, the come on. Joburg, it, uh, that Blegari address popped into that post box on Friday the 22nd. So that took the full week. Was yeah. posted. When it would have gone on Monday, it got there on, on Friday. On Friday. Um, the others, um, I have just checked. They're all out there somewhere, day 10 or 9, whatever counting. It is just one little test, but it does indicate, as we said, a worrying inconsistency with their service. Um, and I, I think it's fair to say that it's currently not reliable. Yeah. Yeah, that is so the bottom line. So you might get lucky, but certainly within the time frames that they say that they are adhering to, it is one little test, but one out of six or seven, one out of seven, seven is, is, is yeah. not encouraging. 
much, I'd be to say the least. So that's internal mail. What about international items? Okay, Kaba said there is no backlog with outgoing international items. And my sample of exactly one uh, towards the end of last year, I sent a parcel to my sister for her birthday in the U.S. And she received it on day 12. They told me 10 to 15 days. I was very happy with that. I've heard other um, report, similar reports from others And I'm certainly not receiving any complaints About outgoing mail or parcels So, so that when is we something post to note when we post, overseas They, it's they can there. get it out of the country And then it, obviously the, the uh, Other countries' postal services Take over and deliver Efficiently And they still it's, work it's when, par- yeah, it's when parcels come in And letters that there is A major problem still the post office has apparently not recovered from the two-and-a-half-week strike that took place last July. Plus, the organization is dealing with a 400% leap in the number of parcels arriving in South Africa, and I would say that's online shopping uh, to a large yep. extent. Um, Gaba said incoming international parcels should reach, reach their des- destinations within two or three weeks of arriving in South Africa. So they're getting to South Africa uh, part is not the problematic part. It's once they get to the Joburg sorting center. It's getting them from there to their destination. That is the problem, yes, as okay. many people have experienced. Um, and this was the new thing that I learned in researching the story for this week's show, Pippa. He said, this is uh, the post office's driver, he said a large number of international parcels are ready for collection at our branches, but we cannot send the receiver an SMS because their cell number is not included with the address. But, I mean, where... Whatever happened? Who asked? Yeah. Who asked for the for the cell phone number? First of all, who thinks to do that? Because as you say, we rely on those little. Whatever happened to the little slip that the comes slip. in the mail saying there's a parcel po- waiting for you at Rondebosch Post Office? He never mentioned that, but then I, I joined the dots because if internal mail is not working, people are obviously not getting those slips reliably. Then how do you know to go and fetch your parcel? You don't. Unless you just, I mean, either you've got to be expecting something and phoning to follow phone up. In, but yeah. then, well, how do you collect it with what proof? Exactly. You've got no got SMS. No, yeah. But I haven't seen any alerts part, until now where the post office says, please tell your senders, whether they're businesses or loved ones, to relatives, put your, to put, to, um, no, how would that work? To include the recipient's cell phone number. So there so we that go. So when it arrives, so the post office, so are they sitting with a whole lot of parcels that, um, he, well, he said that we're sitting with a large number of parcels ready for collection at our branches, but we can't send the receiver an SMS because their cell number is not included with the address. I just, it's, I mean, you just, you just, just don't found me it. That. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's, to. that's a tip. If anyone's going to send you somewhere, something from overseas, make sure in the address, the number that's more important than the postal code, <laughs> probably at this point, is your cell number. So the post office can contact you to say, come and fetch it. It's yeah. here. Yeah. There's something to digest. Now, yeah. um, I want us to come back in a minute to just reminding people about receiving um, gifts that are being sent in internationally. But before we do that, Wendy, if we may, I know you put some feelers out on Twitter asking people to share yes. their experiences with you about the ramifications because this is not as simple as saying your Christmas card arrived late. Which, is, some which people, is annoying Which is already annoying. A waste, but yeah. for some people, there are really serious consequences, potentially life-changing consequences to not receiving incoming stuff on time. And I know when you put this out on question, you asked what did someone or some company send you by post, which thanks to the SA Post Office never got to you or got to you late, and what did you miss out on? Let's go through some of the responses that you got, Wendy. Okay. 
So, as I say, I was really inundated, so we've just cherry-picked a few. Alison Hill said, I sent my mother a package by airmail from Australia. At the same time, my husband sent the same to his mother in the UK. Hers arrived within a week. Mine arrived about three months later, clearly opened, and with a postmark from Ghana. Now we don't bother to send anything by post. Ryan said, I've been waiting for a package from Japan since October. Still hasn't arrived. Advice, advice from the post office is to wait for it to turn up. <sighs> what advice is yeah. that? Yeah. Um, Carvio, KV said, I used to get a monthly subscription coming in from the US, basically a box of collectibles every month. As an example of the typical wait time, I would receive March's box in November if it even got delivered. I eventually cancelled the sub, and that we're hearing a lot. Well, there's one WhatsApp here saying, I've just received my Time magazine last week for the months of October, November, December, January, and February. Okay. So they all That's arrived at the same time. That's very interesting. Because the post office is saying that they are clearing the backlogs. Um, they've reduced processing delay of international items by 50%. Um, and it's held up because they've got to check for illegal contents. They've got to look for assessment of uh, possible import tax, and it takes longer than ordinary mail. So okay. there is that. But other countries, you know, manage to do that in in, in, in a reasonable time. time and not not months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to read a few? Of I him? mean, just a Caroline saying today I got the letter to renew my husband's car license, which expired in <laughs> August last Why year. Father. Um, Tiara having a bit of fun. Hmm. Took over six months for a French maid's outfit to arrive. Too much information, I know. But she says, I end up cancelling with bid or buy because I thought I was being scammed. I was refunded. When the parcel did eventually arrive, I repaid the seller. It's not fair on sellers or exactly. buyers. That's why I thought it was important to include that and, one. And some... Um online retailers overseas based have actually stopped posting and they insist on the courier thing which we as we've said in the previous show then can often make the the courier fee can be more than the than item the that you buy because yeah. it's it's it's, it's uh, dollar yeah. based so it's just becoming impossible this one dax in london i ordered business cards from a specialist printer in the uk the package arrived a year later and had been ripped <sighs> open and then taped up in the interim the printer had already reprinted and sent by courier no charge to me arrived 48 wow. hours later the Contrast in service is startling, and it certainly is. Absolutely, so it's not just letters yeah. and cards. These are business transactions. And we'll hear two uh, that I think are also, they're not business, but really important. Um, somebody in Germany is, sorry, Das Coaching Powerhouse saying a letter from Germany informing us about voting in our previous home country. Took three months and two weeks to arrive. Needless to say, by that time, the poll had already happened. Yeah. So somebody losing out on their right to vote. And I hate this one. Ahmed's saying, my daughter received a post invitation sent from the USA to attend an overseas study group tour. The invitation arrived a month after the deadline to respond. Know, so she missed on an opportunity for international study. Because which the is thing just is, these over- people in overseas countries don't actually know that our postal service has reached this stage. Level of decay. And yeah. so they they rely on the fact or they assume that it's going to arrive within a reasonable amount of time and they allow that amount of time. And it's and in so many cases, it's just not happening. Yeah. I want to bring in Paolo here, who's been waiting very patiently on the line from Durbanville, because Paolo, I believe you actually lost out on money because of, of post office delays. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. What was the story? Tell us what happened. 
Well, I sent back as part of a buyback agreement some products to the Sorry, we, that line has just uh, deteriorated awfully there. We can't hear over that crackle. I'm going to ask my producer to try and get him back again on a clearer line so that we can hear that uh, because uh, that's going to have people reaching for their volume control yes. if they listen to that. Um, after months of trying to cancel our telecom line, a WhatsApp says, although I'd filled in all the forms, emailed, told the line would be disconnected, it took about six months and then only after I was informed that I first had to unplug the phone to show that I was not using it. Have you ever oh, heard yeah, that one that's before? That's a new one on me. That really is a new one for me. Um, we are just being inundated with people who've tried uh, cancelling telecom lines, uh, Wendy. Um, we've got a whole page full again, which is just depressing. It is very depressing. Okay, I very hope we've depressing. got Paolo back on a clearer line. Sorry about that, Paolo. Let's try again. Hi. Yeah, Hi. That's Sorry better, about right? that. Great, great. Uh, well, basically, let's make it quick so I won't be cut off again. <laughs> Not just the post office, but telecom too. <laughs> okay. I've, sent, I've sent back um, goods to a cosmetic manufacturer in Italy as part of a buyback agreement. And uh, the agreement was to send back by courier. So I went to the post office and used the courier service, spent 14,851 rand in March last year. So we almost a year through. Um, 10 packages, three, uh, one never arrived, one arrived seven months later, one was damaged, the other got delivered three months uh, later because of customs issue, maybe it wasn't the post office here. Oh, actually, the manager of the Goodwood uh, head office said that it was, the delay was caused by South African Airways, dangerous goods agreement and shipping and, and so on, but these aren't dangerous goods, and they were goods that came from overseas, were cleared by South African customs into South Africa, and were just returned on the same invoice, basically. Same quantity, same content, same everything. And, and there was a record of the goods coming in and clearing customs because I paid duties. Hmm. Um, now, a year later, okay, I never got my roughly 50,000 rand worth of refund, roughly 3,000 euros, okay. Because and on had, top of the that, goods had to be there within a certain time frame, I'm guessing, Paul. Yeah, correct. Okay. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, and I spent 14,851. Oh. So I'm short of 65,000 rand, if you want to call it like that. Never, Out of pocket. Never yeah. mind my, my awful Christmas and New Year. Never mind my awful Christmas and New Year, which I'm sure all the manager at the post office had bonuses and everything, but that's another story. I have to say, the people in Durbanville and Goodwood have been mostly pleasant. So there are capable people that are understanding of the situation, that, that put their hands in the head and, and really have to uh, deal with frustrated customers. And uh, I've put up with this for one year now because I've been dealing with very pleasant people here in Cape Town. It seems that the problem is at that office in Johannesburg. And, and last thing they told me is that they have the calculation done for my refund, but they don't know who has to sign the refund oh. and, and get my money back oh, at least for the shipment. Circus. <laughs> please, if, you, circus. If, you, if you've got the energy after all of that, Paula, please send me an email if I could get it through the, the, the media office. And I must say, at least post office's media office does, Do respond, yeah. does respond to me. Yeah. Um, there's some great people working there and they, they take their jobs very seriously and, and, and really try and help. So I must take my hat off to them. Okay. So Paolo, it's consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Please just put Cape Talk post office refund in the yes, subject line please. so Wendy can look out for it. And also, I must in fairness share the bouquet on the WhatsApp line for the Plumstead post office. This person says, I do get an SMS when a parcel arrives and enjoy fantastic service there. So as you said, but somebody's got to 
have a cell phone number. Cell phone yeah, number. if you yeah, so somebody did put your cell phone number on. The the concept of the pockets of excellence you mentioned at the start, yes. Wendy, that there are some spots where it's working and that there are very hardworking people trying to get and the in the branches. Right. Yes, good yeah. credit where it's due. You very seldom get bad service. They they're they're efficient and they're friendly and 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 you have to wonder what they go through. You know, having to do because they're the face of the organisation. They have to deal with, with the angry yeah, on the ground. Yeah, Rosalie. Just to add to this, Rosalie saying, "What about all the parcels that were auctioned? Nobody's mentioning that. I believe I lost a parcel due to this process for which I was never notified. I don't know about. This. I assume that is if they've been there uncollected for, for long, long enough. Oh yes, I must go back and ask That's that maybe question. Something we must sitting, follow up on as well. They're sitting with all these parcels. They don't know. Okay. I don't know why they can't. If, I mean, you already just send the slip. Try and send a slip. Yeah. Are you saying we haven't but, got their cell phone numbers, so we're sitting with these parcels? I didn't have enough time to go back and say, well, what about you've got the, the address. Yeah. Yes. Let's maybe definitely follow up on that one, I think. Rosalie, thanks for flagging it with us. Uh, right. We've got a couple of open line calls, and uh, I, I do want to go to those, but I know we also just very quickly must mention a follow-up on last week's show. Wendy, there was the pensioner discount list. Yes, it was a very extensive list that one of our listeners um, compiled for us, and a number of listeners, two or three years, have contacted us um, with some tweaks um, to some of that information, some up- Updates and we have amended our block to reflect them. Tony van der Vesthuizen said she went to two branches of Dion Wide this week to take advantage of the pensioners' discount of 10% on a Tuesday, which we included in that list, to be told that there is no such discount. She says that could have been quite embarrassing if I hadn't checked with them before doing my purchases. Quite right, too. Um, so I immediately approached uh, MassMart's group uh, corporate affairs executive Brian Laroni for clarification on that. This is what he said in response, and it's really interesting. In order to benefit from the 10% discount, so the discount does stand at 10% on a Tuesday at, um, at Dion Wired, Dion Wired um, that there's a big but. Pensioners are required to present a Dion Wired pensioners card. We currently honor all circumstances in which the pensioners card is presented, but we've taken the decision not to issue new pensioners cards pursuant to completely phasing out the pensioner discount. Ooh. This may in the foreseeable future include untime, uh, ultimately <laughs> cancelling Dion wide pensioners cards that are currently in circulation. And the reason for this is the high rate of product deflation, he said, in the high tech category, which means that in many cases, after the pensioners discount has been factored into the sale, the product is uh, being sold below cost. So the outtake for that is, um, it stands with a big butt next to it, that discount. And if you really are lucky enough to have a, a Dion Wide pensioners card, you may want to take advantage of it while you can. While you still can. Because okay. it will just at some point quite soon, I imagine, fall away. Just be cancelled. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, happy to carry on taking messages on Telcom and Post Office, but I do also want to fit in some open line calls. Mike in Montague, thank you for holding so patiently. Good afternoon. Hi, and Wendy. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. I just have a question about, I bought a pump, a, a pond pump. Now, it, had a, it has a cable on about three meters, and I removed the plug. Now, the housing is cracked on the inside. It's a stainless steel housing. Uh, I've taken it back to the supplier, and they refused to void. Uh, they um, nullifying my warranty because they said I've removed the plug. Is okay. that, does that stand? I, I'm just... Very good question. Um, the short answer is no. The crack that you're talking about in the metal casing has got nothing to do with the plug, right? 
That's correct. Okay, so that at one point the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman put out a, 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 an advisory saying that, um, yes, according to the CPA, if you modify a product, it's warranty, that six-month warranty falls away. But then he issued a further one, it was the former Ombudsman, um, Neville Melville, to say that they've um, – had another rethink about that and um if you change the plug on a product and 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 um what's the word i'm looking for and provided that the problem with the product was not caused by your faulty wiring or whatever um they cannot um, avoid the warranty as has happened in your case mark so go back to them with that information if they're still willing not willing to budge then let me know and I'll okay, see great. what I can do. Okay, okay, Mike, thank you so much for calling in and raising a really important one. I didn't know about that corrective because yes, uh, yes. I was thinking, sorry, Mike, Modification. you took the plug off. It's, it's your problem. No. I'm glad to hear that it's yes. not. It does make a lot of sense. Very briefly, let's say hello to Bernard in Pringle Bay. Good afternoon. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Pippa. Uh, Hi, Wendy, I took out a new or well, upgraded cell phone contract end of January. Um, after three days, I realized that I've actually upgraded my wrong number. <sighs> Um, so when I phoned them after three days, so one day with, within the cooling off period, as they mentioned, and they told me that uh, I should not take, uh, I should not accept the parcel, and then I should phone the follow-up department. So while on the phone with the Salsi agency, said, but she's got a note that the parcel was already delivered. What Ram Couriers did, they delivered the parcel to the third party that the address that I gave them um, had a third party sign for it as well as not me not being there and presenting my proof of uh, address as well as a copy of my ID. Uh, since then, I've been struggling um, to get that contract cancelled, um, excuses being the department is on strike, and this week the excuse was that the department is on train. My okay. first question is, is it legal that they deliver without me being present? You say you told them to deliver to a third-party address. Why would you do that if you knew you weren't going to be there? That's just the first Well, they told, they told me I would get an SMS the day before the delivery oh, and I that see. I must be there personally okay. to sign for mm. it, okay. as well as proof of address, etc. Yeah, well, there are two fails here, and the first one on their part, and the first one covers you completely. That cooling-off period you um, mentioned is not something that an individual company would give you. It's, it's given by the CPA if you order any goods or services, take it into a contract um, as a result of a direct marketing. So you got that call, Bernard, didn't you, about upgrading your cell phone your contract? Yes. So they phoned you. That makes it direct marketing. If you agree to a contract as you did, um, as a result of that marketing call that was unsolicited, you get five business days cooling off period in which to change your mind and cancel the contract for no penalty, which you did and there will be a record of, right? That's correct, but I have not been able to get to the right department because okay. the follow-up department is either closed in training or on strike. All right, so yeah. so send me an email outlining what you've just told me and tell me exactly when and how you cancelled, and um, I will take it up with the company concerned and get them to just cancel it, and the, the, that handset is not your problem. Bernard, again, the email is consumer at nola.co.za. That is where we must say goodbye, Wendy. Thanks for a fabulous show. Thanks, Pippa.